This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to April 10th. 2023, man. I hope everybody had a great, great Easter Sunday yesterday. Uh, I know I did. Um, My son, VJ, came over, so it was just me, my wife, Amy, my dad, who's still here from Florida, and VJ. We had a really nice uh, Sunday dinner. I uh, I hope you all really just reflected a little bit on what Easter Sunday really represents, and it is the resurrection of uh, Jesus Christ. Um, And it is Jesus saying exactly what he said he was going to do. Uh, Let's be honest. If Jesus Christ did not resurrect, if he did not rise from the dead, then he would have been a liar. But that's exactly what he said he was going to do to show without a shadow of a doubt that he was indeed Jesus Christ, and on Easter Sunday, he rose from the dead, which meant that all of us, all of us, if we believe in God, will have everlasting life, and our souls will go on forever. That is the significance of Easter Sunday that I hope everybody really understood and really grasp the concept of the true, true meaning of Easter. Um, You know, guys, I want to talk a little bit about this uh, because I touched upon it last week. Um, And let me make one thing perfectly clear. Um, Whatever are your religious beliefs are your religious beliefs, and I have absolutely no problem with them. Uh, My whole show base, my whole show, every show I do, bro, is based on you being you and you doing you. 
And whatever your beliefs are, are your beliefs, and you are 1,000% entitled to them. Whether or not, um, you know, I believe in those same beliefs has nothing to do with what your rights are. Um, Absolutely nothing to do with your rights are. And I respect the rights of each and every person. You know, of course, like I said, that doesn't mean I agree. But you are entitled to your rights and your beliefs. And I got to say, man, yesterday, Easter Sunday, um, I went back to the Catholic Church for a um, for a second week in a row because, you know, my dad is a very strict Catholic. And, um, you know, his whole life, he's been going to Catholic Church. I, I tell you the stories of... Um, you know, literally being dragged, uh, kicking and screaming to the Catholic Church when I was a kid. And the, the fundamentals of that was it was just boring. I had no idea what the priest was talking about. Um, there was a lot of repetition in, in, in prayers, and um, I just did not get it. Um, it was just over my head as a as a child. And man, I'm sitting in that church yesterday and all these feelings of being a little kid and going to church are coming back to me because I'm I'm looking around and there's a lot of young people. And um, you know, I could tell they're they're spacing out, they're they're fidgety, they're not paying attention. And it just brought me back to when I was that age. And um, I just could not relate to anything that the priest was saying. And it was, it was really almost like a ritual. And, uh, you know, yesterday, man, we got there a little early. Um, we got there about 10 minutes early. And when we walked in, there was a woman up at the podium and she just kept repeating the same prayer like over and over and over and over again. And I'm just like, like what? what I don't, I don't understand the purpose or significance of that. I just don't. I mean, they, the, the same prayer must have been repeated. I, I'm not exaggerating 20 times. And, um, I was kind of getting lost again, man, because nothing, nothing has changed about that. You know, not only the Catholic Church, about religion, nothing has changed. And, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of have a little bit of a, of a problem with that because that was literally the very, Thing that somewhat turned me away from church. Church is supposed to draw you. Church is not supposed to drive you away. And that's what drove me away from the church. It wasn't my belief in God. There was never a day in my life, bro, where I did not believe in God. I always knew that God was present and God was active in my life. Always knew that without a shadow of a doubt. But I was driven away from the church 
for the same reasons I felt yesterday. It's just repetitive. It's the same thing every week. Um, the priest is, is talking over your head. He's not really relating to you and what is going on in your life. It is, it is very cult-like and ritual. I mean, I'm going to say it, and I'm not picking on the Catholic religion. If I walked into any church yesterday, uh, any uh, 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 nomination church, denomination church, it would have been the same thing. You know, Baptists have their um, ways, and Protestants, and Lutherans, and Episcopalians. I mean, you you name it. But it is very strict. It is very ritual. It is very cultish, cultish, and in my case, it just never spoke to me, and it it drove me away from the church. And I'm sure there are people listening to this show that have been driven away from the church for the same exact reasons that I'm talking about. So what do I always talk about, man? I always talk about your personal relationship with God. That is what it's all about. It's really not about a man-made religion. It's about your personal relationship with God. And I want to share with you today, this is on iBelieve.com. And it's by a writer by the name of Emmanuel Abimbola. Abimbola. What a personal relationship with God means. God has always wanted to be close to us from the beginning of time. God established an intimate relationship with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Then he came down from heaven to visit and spend time with them each day before ascending back to heaven. Adam and Eve enjoyed the company and all the benefits that it brought into their lives. They made the devil jealous and he sought to sever that relationship by leading Adam and Eve to sin against God. The couple was then sent out of the Garden of Eden, and since then God God stopped visiting man physically. However, he created a way to communicate with man even to this day, but not like he did in the Garden of Eden. God still reveals himself to anyone who wishes to know him personally, and whenever he reveals himself to them, their lives never remain the same. There are many accounts in the Bible of people who have personal encounters with God and people who had a special relationship with God in both the Old and New Testaments. Let's discover how these life-changing relationships began. Okay, now this is how to develop a personal one-on-one relationship with God. Developing a personal relationship with God is necessary to become a born-again Christian. It is the same as having a personal relationship with any other person. So think about it that way. Having a personal relationship with God is the same as having a personal relationship with any other person. It begins by developing interest and liking for that person. If you want to have a personal relationship with God, you must first have a burning desire for him in your heart. God does not dwell on the outward. He seeks the inward and is motivated by the desires of your heart. However, you must be willing to give him not just a part, but the entirety of your heart and soul. How many times 
you hear me say on this very show, you have to believe with all your heart and soul or don't believe at all. You got to be all in, bro. Why? Because God does not share his space with any other thing or person. You must purge your heart, body, and soul of sin and worldliness because God is a holy God. He does not dwell in half-hearted places. You must go before him with a sincere heart, confess your sins, and genuinely forsake them. Ask God to cleanse you from all your inequities and then open your heart to the anointing of his Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit fills your heart, you immediately become a vessel of God and he begins to dwell in you. Then your relationship with him becomes established. To keep in tune with him, you must study his word, the Bible. If you open your heart to the leading of the Holy Spirit, your relationship with God will grow from the moment on. And that's what it's all about, man. It is all about growing that relationship with God and extending that relationship with God. To avoid disruption of this union with God, you must endeavor to live a holy life, one that actively denies sin. You must also learn to live by faith at all times because it is this faith that pleases God. God is not limited by earthly impossibilities. This is why he always wants us to challenge him with our faith. The book of Hebrew 11.6 makes us understand that it is impossible to please God without faith. And we can only overcome impossibilities with our faith in the Lord our God. Your relationship with God will wax stronger every day if you keep his commands diligently and meditate on his words. Your relationship also strengthens with God when you walk in love and listen to the guidance of his Holy Spirit. Having a personal relationship with God is the sweetest and most rewarding experience a person can ever have. Having a personal relationship with God is the sweetest and most rewarding experience a person should ever have. Now, I do want to say this, and I want to make one thing perfectly clear. The Bible makes it clear that it is it is important to gather with other people in one place, other Christians in one place and build that God foundation. It is clear in the Bible. However, the Bible does not say you need to pick a religion. You need to be a Catholic or a Protestant or a Christian or a not, not a Christian. A Christian is the personal relationship with God. Christianity and religion are two different things, and I've gone over that hundreds of times on here. The Bible does not tell you to pick a religion. Religion is man-made. There are rules that different rules with every religion. So God is not telling you to, you know, pick Catholic, pick Protestant, pick a uh, pick um, Methodist, uh, you know, pick Baptist, pick a, a pick Episcopalian, and go to that church. That's not what He's saying. He's saying pe- believers in God do indeed need to gather, and there are Christian churches out there. Um, 
that are biblically based. Um, so I just want to make that clear. It is important to gather with other Christians on um, Sunday. That is important. That is in the Bible. So let me um, let me go on with this. Number one, we will always benefit from God's grace. Having a personal relationship with God puts us under his everlasting grace. That is John 1.16. He will never leave you to yourself. He is always with you. And for as long as he is with you, you get to enjoy the benefits of his abundant and endless grace. That is Psalms 23.16. God's grace is evidence of his loving kindness, steadfast love, and divine favor. 2 Corinthians 5.8. Anyone who has a personal relationship with God gets to enjoy all of these freely and at all times. After all, God's grace gives us all the sweetness and eternal life. Titus 3.7. God's grace allows us to overcome any situation in life. His grace saves us from being cast down by the world's trials and tribulations. And everyone around us, especially non-believers, sees this hope amid hard times. This is the same grace David enjoyed that projected him from a mere shepherd boy to a gallant warrior and eventually to the king of Israel. David's personal relationship with God made him confident that he could defeat Goliath because he was aware that God had been delivering him from the lions and the bears in the field. He knew he could defeat Goliath with the help of God who had steadfast and sure who was steadfast and sure, just put the world in in that place, bro. David's personal relationship with God made him confident that he could defeat the world because he was aware that God had been delivering him from the world, the lions and the bears in the field. He knew he could defeat Goliath, the world, with the help of God, who was steadfast and sure. We will never be misled by God. When you have a personal relationship with God, he is always with you. And by the guidance of his spirit, you can never be misled. 1 Corinthians 2.13. The Holy Spirit present in your life will always speak to you and teach you things beyond your wildest imaginations. John 14.26.31. Also, he will teach you to take the right steps and make the right decisions always. If, If you listen to him. With the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life, it will become practically impossible for you to be gullible to any words of deception. You will become wiser through God's Spirit, Ephesians 1.17. Number three, our confidence will be unbreakable. Let me take you back to the story of Shedrach, I can never pronounce these three names. Cedrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel 3, 20 to 30. The, the, the names in this book of Daniel uh, are very bad for somebody like Vince Russo. When King Nebuchadnezzar summoned them and asked them to bow and worship him or be thrown in a burning furnace, 
these three Jewish conf- these th- these three Jews confidently replied to him that their God, who they serve, could deliver them from the burn burning fiery furnace, and he would deliver them from the hands of the king. Why do you think these three men had such confidence in their God? The answer is simple: they had a personal relationship with Him. They developed this confidence in their Lord over a long time because all through their lives, God had never failed them, not even once. This is one of the benefits of having a personal relationship with God. He will always come through for you in times of trouble, as he did for the Jews, Shadrach, Misach, I I can never pronounce your name, Abedengo, when he saved them from the furnace and from King Nebuchadnezzar. Man, did I butcher those names. That's okay. But I do know that story very well. We will always be content. Isn't that what you want, bro? Don't you just want to be content? Don't we all just want to be content, bro? Isn't that what life is all about, man? Just being content. We will always be content. Having a personal relationship with God will always put you in sync with the Holy Spirit, whose existence in your life is to constantly guide you, lead you, and teach you. Your relationship with God puts you constantly in his presence where you will find joy to the fullest. This is proven in the books of 1 Chronicles 16, 26 to 27, and Psalms 16, 11. Of course, we will not always be happy as a fallen world subjects us to heartache and hard times. Yet through a personal relationship with Christ, we have constant access to a joy that encourages us and reminds us of our eternal promise given by Christ. We are invincible. And victorious, your personal relationship with God always puts you at an advantage over your enemies. Anyone with God is constantly protected by him. He makes you untouchable by your enemies, no matter how hard they try. The book of Psalms 91, 1 to 16 proves this extensively. He who chooses to build a relationship with God chooses the best friend, best helper, and best defender ever, best defender. This is the best decision ever. God will always protect his own and remain faithful for those who chose to follow him. To to Thelosians 3.3. I implore us all to develop a personal relationship with God Almighty because he is the one we need the most in these trying times. And I got to tell you, man, I had a tough weekend this weekend, man. I had a really tough weekend. I'm going to talk about that uh, next in uh, the uh, Patreon show. I had a very tough weekend. I had a very trying weekend. Um, I was overcome with depression. I was overcome with feelings of being defeated. Um. And I was just in a low in a low place, a place I know that all of us get to. And um, man, I always say this all the time. It's hard to understand how to get to those places when God is alive in you. But I just read it, and the world 
is constantly going to drag you down to those places. That's what the world wants to do, man. The world wants to defeat you. And living in the world 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it is constantly going to drag you down. And you are going to have those, you know, pockets of of depression and hopelessness. And what's the point? You're going to have those pockets, man. As long as you exist in this world, you're going to have these pockets. But that's why with the Holy Spirit alive and well inside of you, those pockets will always become, will, will, oh, you will always overcome those pockets. So it is normal to go through bouts of depression and bouts of anxiety because this is a pressing, a depressing and an anxious world. That's what it is. This is not the Garden of Eden that God created for us. We screwed that up. So now we live in a world run by the devil and every single day, his goal is to drag us down. And what's down, bro? Drag us to hell. And that's why with God alive inside of you, the Holy Spirit, your personal relationship with him, he will always lift you up. See, lift you up because you are down. He is there to lift you up. But again, man, it is that personal relationship with him. And it is believing and having the faith with all your heart and soul, no questions asked. It is dropping to your knees, asking him to forgive you of all sins and meaning it and doing your best to abide by his example. And obviously, man, there's not one of us that can walk in his shoes and ever be what he was. But we can strive to be that. So the personal relationship with God is everything. And it is available to you. And all you have to do is ask. That's it, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. God bless you all, man. I'll see you next week. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job 
is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life.